So, unfortunately, I just uh, got some unpleasant news about uh, my uh, cousin just lost his baby, Honald Slan. I dedicate our stories tonight in his memory, in his neshama. Uh, Shalom Dovber Ben Reb Shmuel, two-year-old boy, just passed away. And I want to um, talk about various um, things that Rebbe said about the coming of Mashiach. There was a great article by Rabbi Applebein, uh, Alfenbein, excuse me, who uh, put together a few interesting tidbits about the Rebbe's um, guidance on, on, of understanding um, about the coming of Mashiach. In uh, 1970, Rabbi Tuvia uh asked the Rebbe about the faith, the coming of Mashiach, how, what it means. He's asked the Rebbe, does faith in the coming of Mashiach mean to always be in a state of yearning, always be in a state of like, you're always asking and always waiting and always wanting for the coming of Mashiach? Or, you're just supposed to believe in general that Mashiach is going to come one day. That's what he asked. And he told the Rebbe, very candidly, that I don't feel... Either way, I don't feel uh, even a minimal um, yearning for the coming of Mashiach, and I don't mind if Mashiach comes, but I don't feel that I'm missing it. Not because I'm so full of myself and I'm so satisfied with the way the world is, I just don't feel this need for the coming of Mashiach. So what am I meant to do? So everybody responded that if your faith in the coming of Mashiach will motivate you, will energize you, will animate you, to perform mitzvahs practically, then you'll feel the belief in the coming of Mashiach. And then he said that if you look into the Rambam, and you see how the Rambam describes the coming of Mashiach, and you'll see how the reward, how great it will be, how, how it will be so immersed in Torah, then you won't need to, to try to generate feelings of yearning. It will, it will be something that's natural. Then he asked the Rebbe, Rabbi Pelos asked the Rebbe, we find a lot of things happening nowadays that seem to indicate Mashiach's coming. For example, the Talmud says that before Mashiach comes, there'll be a lot of insolence, a lot of chutzpah. People will be very arrogant and insolent. And it's something that, unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of negative things the Gemara says will happen before the coming of Mashiach. So I responded that just like in Egypt, the hardest time of exile was at the, in the last 86 years, so too there are some things in the exile which are harder specifically before the coming of Mashiach. He asked him about various things, like there's a Gemara about, about arrogant insolence, there's a Gemara about inflation. And so he said that, 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 that we find by Egypt also that there are some things which are, which are negative. I just want to point out, they've also said on the positive sense, that a lot of things that about the coming of Mashiach, which, um, which we um, don't, which aren't negative, which are positive, which are, we're going to taste from soon, and because we're going to taste from soon, Hashem gives us a little bit of them uh, before the coming of Mashiach. Like, for example, the Rebbe spoke about the immigration of all these um, of, of a lot, in, the immigration of all these Jews to Israel is a taste and a preparation for the time of the coming of Mashiach when all the Jewish people will move to Israel. Um, although we, Baruch Hashem, we're very comfortable and we live in a time, affluent time in comparison to the previous generations, well, it, everyone said, if you think about how Mashiach comes, the revelation of Hashem, 
in a similar way that it was in the Beis HaMikdash, and how your grandfather and our grand- grandparents were there in the Beis HaMikdash and they saw Hashem's presence. So when you, if you think about that and you meditate on that, so then when you, when you start to pray your, the evening prayers, the morning prayers, and you say the words, May Hashem bring Mashiach Mehero, Hashem bring Mashiach soon, just by thinking about what that's going to be like, the revelation of Hashem, that will automatically generate this amazing feeling of, I want this, I want this now. Uh, one of my teachers, Rabbi Melech Tzibol Vashalom, who was the mentor for thousands of students in Yeshiva in Maristown, he um, wrote, a, he uh, um, got a letter from Rabbi Shai Zusia Feldman, uh, who was then learning in Israel, and uh, and he told he told them what happened one year, 1962, after Fabrengen. Everyone was leading a Fabrengen, and they were speaking about the coming of Mashiach, how Hashem's how Hashem's light will be revealed in the world. And after the Fabrengen was over, the Rebbe left the Fabrengen, and so did Rabbi Shmuel Levitin, was a great great uh, mentor of many, and. Rabbi Shmuel was walking in front of the Rebbe. The Rebbe was walking behind him. The Rebbe caught up to him. And Rabbi Shmuel turned to the Rebbe and he asked the Rebbe, isn't it true that Mashiach will come in stages? And the Rebbe responded that it's not true, that Mashiach will come suddenly. In 1970, Rabbi Beryl Baumgarten asked the Rebbe, what about getting um, Social Security? He is able to get Social Security in 12 years when he turns 60. Should he now start paying for Social Security so he'll be able to get Social Security at the age of 60? Or is that a contradiction to his believing the coming of Mashiach? I'm paying now for something that I'm not going to benefit from unless Mashiach doesn't come. Is, it, is, that, is that the right thing to do? Zebra didn't exactly say it's the right thing to do. Zebra just said that you should ask a, a, ask a rabbi if it's the, if he will say that it's kosher according to the code of Jewish law that you're allowed to do, it, then you should do it. In other words, it sounds similar to what the previous Rebbe said about a similar question. Someone asked the previous Rebbe once, talking about the coming of Mashiach, and talking about how Mashiach is going to come immediately. At the same time, talking about the coming of Mashiach, he's also saying that everyone should build buildings and they should make places for Torah. And these buildings take years to build. So the previous Rebbe responded. That if a tzaddik gomer, a perfect tzaddik, doesn't say Shema tonight because he thinks Mashiach is coming tomorrow, he stops being a tzaddik. He's no longer a tzaddik. In other words, Hashem has a mission for you right now, and that's the mission you have to do. What happens tomorrow is something else. So this person, he has to set up his, his life as if Chas Hashem Mashiach is never going to come. That's the way he has to, that's the, that, that seems like the guidance the Rebbe gave him. It's similar to what the Rebbe said about the Mishkan, the tabernacle, the Jewish people travel with in the desert, that there were some places they stopped for 19 years, some places they stopped for a year, some places they stopped for a day. But even if they only stopped there for a day, they still put up the tabernacle completely. So too, every day you have to do what Hashem wants to do today and not think about, well, if Mashiach comes, things are going to change. Your plan has to be for today, do what's happening today, even if, God forbid, Mashiach doesn't come, uh, doesn't come today. On the other hand, on the other hand, that's not the way you're supposed to think. That's just a thing Mashiach's not going to... You're supposed to expect Mashiach to come. And as Rebbe, Rebbe told Rabbi Pelas, that if when you add in mitzvahs that you're doing to bring Mashiach, that will make your faith in Mashiach and yearning for Mashiach to be more real. There was an older chassid who wrote the Rebbe in 1983. He said, 
I hope next year I will be able to again make contributions to the Rebbe's synagogue um, on Shabbos Bracious. Nebuchadnezzar crossed out the word hope and wrote, if God forbid Mashiach's delay has till next year, and then said, after all the storm that I've been making about the coming Mashiach, is that's what I've accomplished? In other words, you're asking such a question on next year. There was um, a woman who wrote to the Rebbe, she was a little bit frightened about this letter she got. It was a chain mail. Chain mail, uh, which said in the letter, you have to pass this letter on to 10 other people, or you'll be doomed. You have to send the letter to 10 other people, whatever the letter was, or you will be doomed. So she wrote to the Rebbe about this, and the Rebbe said, of course, she doesn't have to worry about being doomed by not, by not sharing the letter. On the other hand, the Rebbe said, everything that happens is by divine providence, and so we have to learn something from the idea of a chain letter. So it says in the Chidar, B'chaim Yisrael David Azulai writes that in the evening prayer, in, in Shemona Esrei, in our prayers, we say to Hashem, uh, ask, we ask Hashem to bring Mashiach, we say to Hashem, I want to bring Mashiach because I hope for your salvation all day. So the Chidah says that it's not we're asking Hashem to bring Mashiach because of our merits. Rather, we're asking Hashem to bring Mashiach. And only because I'm hoping in you, only because I'm waiting for the coming Mashiach, despite the fact that I may, have, may or may not have any merits, just the fact that I'm waiting, expecting the coming Mashiach itself, that, that itself, that's sufficient. So I said at that time that they, they should make people should make chain letters and share the words of the Chidah, how important it is and how powerful it is that we, we turn to Hashem in our prayers to say, I want Mashiach to come in the marriage. Just because I'm hoping for salvation all day, that's already that 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 itself causes and brings Mashiach closer. There was um, a Jew named Rabbi Daniel Dov Goldberg who was very inspired by the Rebbe's talk, and he put together a a uh, pamphlet about the coming of Mashiach, about various teachings about it, and uh, I remember when I was in Yeshiva here in L.A., this, this pamphlet was, there, was, was, was uh, all over the place, and one of the things he wrote was that the Shpola Zayda once um, said to God, he said, God, the earlier sages of the Mishnah and the later sages of the Talmud all begged you to bring Mashiach, you didn't bring him. The Arizal asked you to bring Mashiach, you didn't bring him. The Baal Shem Tev and the Rebbe, the Mizmitsha Magid, asked you to bring Mashiach, and you didn't bring him. I swear to you, God, said, said the Shvelo Zayda, a day will come that Jews will not want you, and they will not want your Mashiach, and then you'll have to bring Mashiach. That's what he wrote. Rebbe said he should take that out. Apparently because it's too negative, talking about the lowliness, the Jewish people. Um, and at the end of this, his pamphlet that he put out, he wrote that... Jews need to turn to Hashem and say, Ad Masai. Ad Masai means, until when will the exile go on? And why don't you bring Mashiach now? The Rebbe put a, underline the word now, emphasizing that, yes, we have to ask Hashem, why won't you bring Mashiach right now? That's why we have to turn to Hashem. In 1967, this woman wrote to the Rebbe, she said, if I would have the power to go up to heaven and to shake the worlds, I would do it. I would tell Hashem, you know, shake the world, the world is ready. Sreb responded, it is not the mission of a man, a Jewish man or woman, to go up to heaven and shake the heavens. If that, ha- rather, the job of the Jewish of a Jewish man and woman is to make the world a home for God in this lowly world and with joy and gladness of heart. And if, in order 
to make a home for God in this world with joy and gladness of heart. Um, that, that's our job through Torah mitzvahs. Action is the main thing. And if the worlds have to shake, they'll shake anyways without your effort. And a woman, the Rebbe says, is called a Karis Abayas. She's called the mainstay of the home, the foundation of the home. Her, main fo- her first focus is things are going on in her home in a peaceful and pleasant way, in a peaceful way. With that is the path of Torah. As it says, the paths of Torah are peaceful in an orderly way, in the simple sense. The opposite of, the, of, the opposite of holiness, which is things that, when things are not in order. And to be done in this world lower than ten hand breaths means an expression of Tom meaning something which is in a down-to-earth way. And that's where the Torah was given. In other words, in this world. Don't, in other words, your, your mission is not to jump up in, in, in outer space and, uh, and, and to try to do something else. Rabbi Chaim Nachum Kunin, after the uh, Rebbe spoke about on uh, 20th of Nisan, 1991, he said, I've done, I've done all that I can to bring Mashiach. So, and I give this over to you. Everyone should do whatever they can to bring Mashiach. So Chaim Nachum, uh, he... He, he was able to inspire one Jew to do a one mitzvah to bring Mashiach. And he wrote this to the Rebbe. And the Rebbe responded that each Jew has to go from strength to strength in this direction. And uh, this is time for this to be done. In, there was a guy named Shmuel Shmueli. Um, and he, he was very inspired by the Rebbe's words, do everything you can to bring Mashiach. And he asked the Rebbe the following question, interesting question. The Rebbe said that, at that during at that famous talk, if there would be 10 Jews that would ask Hashem to bring Mashiach, so then Mashiach would immediately come. If they meant it, if one Jew, two Jews, 10 Jews would ask Hashem with an emiss, with truth, they want Mashiach to come, Mashiach would come. So he writes there like this, I have an idea. I have this home in Borough Park. It's a three-story home. I'll get 10 guys to come there. They won't be involved from, with, the, with the world so much. They'll dedicate themselves to Torah and prayer and think about what could happen to bring Mashiach, what they could do to bring Mashiach. They'll fast as much as they can. If they have to eat, they'll eat. And, and uh, they'll, they'll only be involved, only involved in, in trying, to, uh, trying to bring Mashiach. Um, and let, let them do this to uh, affect Hashem and to inspire the, and, and to, to cause this change. And uh, they should stay away from their wives and be, just be in this home for three weeks. And, 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 and this is what they're going to do. They'll uh, for bring together, they'll spend time together. And that, that was his suggestion to the Rebbe. And he had, he says, if, if, if you can't find a place near the Rebbe's show, I have a place in Borough Park, it's three stories, it's a place they call, stay there. Um, and he wrote to the Rebbe, I'm staying in the Rebbe's show until I get an answer. So the Rebbe responded, Fasting is not something that Hasidim are uh, supposed to do, as um, in other occasions, Rebbe has mentioned that the Baal Shem Tov says that now is not a time for fasting. We need to help the body, not hurt the body. And then the Rebbe said about the whole letter, the general letter, the general direction he was going, that um, the, our trajectory has to be amongst the Jewish people, with the Jewish people, not to, you know, it's, he was saying, let them go away from their wives and went go into this house and focus on Mashiach. That's, that's not the trajectory we have to focus on. Our trajectory has to be to be, to be with the tzibur. Al-tifresh me Torah says, don't separate from the community. So, um, and with joy and gladness of heart, and although he had a great, he, had, he meant it, he, had a, he meant well, but that wasn't the, the right the right um, right direction that that uh, we need to have to bring Mashiach. You have to bring Mashiach, but it's not going to come 
by us like suddenly like stopping everything we we're doing and and then just focusing on the coming Mashiach. Rather, it's it's about adding to our mitzvahs and down to earth practical way and asking Hashem uh, with a, with the truth from the heart that, that this is what we want to happen. There was a little girl. She went in with her mother to uh, see the Rebbe. Her name is um, her mother's name is Chana Kurzweil. She's the Rebbe's emissary in Nachas Archavad for over 40 years. So in 1969, she went with her daughter Rivka uh, to see the Rebbe. And the daughter was 10, 10 months old. And during this audience, the uh, Rebbe gave a, she gave the Rebbe a list of, of, of requests for blessing. And the Rebbe gave her a blessing. After the blessing, the Rebbe started to check the hearing of the child. And the Rebbe started clapping his hands and banging on the desk. And when she came out of the Rebbe's room, the secretary asked her what was going on over there. And she didn't understand what was going on because she didn't know. She, she went back to Israel and a month later she discovered by one of the babysitters that the baby does not hear well. And, uh, but Baruch Hashem, this baby, despite not being able to hear well, Baruch Hashem grew and has children and all her children are all rabbis today, grandchildren. And the uh, point I'm bringing out in the story is that the, um, the tzaddikim see things that we don't see, and although the mother herself, you know, a mother knows her child. Uh, if anyone knows a child, it's a mother. And yet the rebbe knew that something that the baby needed a blessing. The mother had no idea. The baby didn't hear, and the, and the rebbe sensed that the baby wasn't able to hear and and was was testing the hearing of the baby. In a similar way, we may not be so in touch with the coming of Mashiach. We may not be so in touch with the time that we're in and how close we are to this reality. We, our hearing and our seeing may not be uh, in, the right, in the right place, but the Rebbe said that what we need to do in order to live with Mashiach and to expect Mashiach and to, as Rebbe told uh, Rabbi Pelas, to do things, to do mitzvahs with this Set with, with, with and having in mind of doing this mitzvah to help bring Mashiach and especially to learn about Mashiach. Rebbe said that when you learn about something, the Torah has a power to uh, change the nature of a person. So if you study Torah about the coming of Mashiach, even if you personally are more in the exile and, you're, and, you're, and you can't imagine the coming of Mashiach and it seems so foreign to you, but the Torah has a power to change the nature of the person. And so by adding in the study of the coming of Mashiach, that will change your nature and that will make you be able to live with Geula, live with this future, live, live with the vision of the future and, and in the present. And again, not by separating yourself from everybody, but in your day-to-day life, seeing through the, the opaque physical um, reality and feeling Hashem's presence in your life in a very down-to-earth, real way, so that every day is a day of ge'ula, every day is a day of redemption, where you're not encumbered by the uh, way things appear, but instead you're able to see the uh, Hashem's, the, the rule of divine providence in, in your life. Um, the, uh, the time of the coming of Mashiach itself has different stages. And although it says in the Zohar and other, other uh, books, uh, other sources, that the resurrection of the dead will happen later on, after the coming of Mashiach. However, the uh, Talmud says that there are two different ways Mashiach can come. One way Mashiach can come is if we have merit, and one way he'll come is even if we don't have merit. And Sreb has said that if Mashiach is going to come 
because of our merits, in other words, we deserve it, then we won't need to wait for the resurrection of the dead. Instead, in the very first, uh, as soon as Mashiach comes, we will right away merit to see the resurrection of the dead. So may Hashem help that tonight, Mamish, we should see the coming of Mashiach and the resurrection of the dead, and the card of Mamish go to dancing in the Shalayim with Sinchot Olivav. A good vach.